Next on the 5 o'clock report. It's your dream, but I'm going to my veto pen make it a nightmare. He tries to use that for a political ploy. The state of our border is in crisis. Hey, hey, ho, ho. You guys got played. Freedom will win. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Presidential reruns. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Fresh off of the State of the Union address, it's the Presidential Roadshow with Joe Biden again saying Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare. A lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. Well, let me just say this. It's your dream, but I'm going to my veto pen make it a nightmare. Biden's remarks come after Republicans booed him during his State of the Union address when he made that same claim. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Social Security and Medicare are off the table. He tries to use that for a political ploy. In the official Republican rebuttal last night, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't mince words. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. President Biden will be on the road again tomorrow, this time Florida, where social entitlements are, again, sure to be topic number one. The House Oversight Committee holding a hearing to learn about the situation on the ground at the southern border. Make no mistake, the state of our border is in crisis. Republican Congressman James Comer of Kentucky saying conditions at the border are dangerous, chaotic, and inhumane. He accused the Biden administration of creating the worst border crisis in American history as authorities are overwhelmed with an influx of migrants and narcotics. Maryland Representative Jamie Raskin says Republicans have no real immigration plan of their own, though. The majority has offered no clarity as to what their solutions are to address what they believe to be the problems. Also today, numerous state attorneys general want Mexican drug cartels to be classified as terrorist organizations. They made that request in a letter to President Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken. They said drug overdoses have killed scores of Americans and the cartels are a national security threat. The AGs from states including Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Ohio and Texas all put their names to the letter. I'm Lisa Taylor. Another ongoing congressional story, constituents of New York Congressman George Santos calling for his resignation or expulsion from Congress. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Santos has got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Santos. They joined New York Congressman Richie Torres and Daniel Goldman at the U.S. Capitol to demand Santos's ouster. One Republican constituent said Santos has embarrassed New York's 3rd District and urged Speaker Kevin McCarthy to call for a vote to expel Santos. Another session focused on social media suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Leo Roth is head of trust and safety at Twitter. He got an earful from Ohio Republican James Jordan. The company made a decision that found that it did violate the policy. It wasn't my personal judgment at the time that it did, but the decision was communicated to me by my direct supervisor. And ultimately, I didn't disagree with it enough to object. You know what I happened to Roth? I think you guys got played. Kentucky Congressman James Comer accused former Twitter employees of colluding with the federal government to suppress and delegitimize the New York Post story that detailed the contents of the laptop just before the 2020 election. The death toll in Turkey and Syria now above 12,000 as more victims, along with some survivors, are unearthed from the rubble left by Monday's major earthquake. CBS's Chris Livesay says rescuers and families are at a breaking point. 
They haven't gotten any sleep. They're hoping, praying someone they love is still alive. And today could not be more crucial. The first three days after an earthquake are when the probabilities of finding survivors are the highest. And today is day three. The Turkish government today apologized for flaws in its quake response, but also cracked down on social media complaints about those flaws. Four Chinese balloons are now known to have gone over parts of the U.S. looking at strategic military sites. This is what we assess as part of a larger Chinese uh, surveillance balloon program. Pentagon Press Secretary Pat Ryder, he said what happened most recently helped them to learn more about the situation. President Vladimir Putin of Russia may have made the decision to shoot down a Malaysia Airlines flight in 2014. Dutch investigators intercepted telephone conversations by Russian government officials. They said there were strong indications that Putin personally gave the missile to separatists, though they say they don't yet have enough evidence to be sure. Ukraine's president in London today. Freedom will win. Volodymyr Zelensky addressing the British Parliament. We will always come out on top of evil. This lies at the core of, of our, but also your, traditions. Zelensky pleaded with the Brits for fighter jets to bolster their battle against the Russian invasion, but he got no signs that those jets are forthcoming. And history made in the NBA last night in Los Angeles. The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron now stands alone as the NBA's all-time King James, as most folks call him, scored his record-setting basket with just 10 seconds left in the third quarter. 38,338 points and counting. LeBron stands alone at the top. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held that record since 1984. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, the locals take on the State of the Union, utility customers shooting off sparks at a public hearing in Rochester, and flying high about the Eagles. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. We call for tonight some evening starlight, but clouds increasing. Low temps, 20s and low 30s. It'll be much warmer on Thursday and windy as well. Rain showers mixing with sleet as they arrive, though, in central New York. High temperatures will reach the 50s in far western New York and northwest Pennsylvania, but struggle to reach the low 40s in central New York. Then on Friday, it's blustery, mainly cloudy with showers and flurries, and temperatures falling from the 40s into the 30s. Thanks, Kevin. Well, some wicked winter winds this way come. High wind warnings and wind advisories posted for parts of the listing area for tomorrow night into Friday morning. Western PA will see some stiff breezes. Winds along Lakes Erie and Ontario could gust to 60 miles an hour. That's enough to knock down trees and power lines and make driving an adventure, especially for drivers of higher profile vehicles. Kevin Williams updated forecast for you just ahead. What was your take on the president's State of the Union speech last night? Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney says Mr. Biden did not address the real financial issues that are hampering the majority of Americans. He kept talking about, you know, these uh, corporations that aren't paying their fair share and never talked about small business owners, which is most of my district. Ninety five percent of the of the job creators in my district are small business owners who are suffering from inflation, supply chain, energy costs. 
and, and really just didn't speak to those people. Tenney represents small towns and rural areas along Lake Ontario. New York Democrat Joe Morelli agreed that families in his district are hurting. He issued a statement touting congressional efforts to lower the price of prescription medications, bolster manufacturing, and improve veterans' health care. We also checked in with local political pundit Dr. Steve Coleman. Well, he can say all he wants about the economy getting better and inflation going down and all that, but people are feeling the pain in their pocketbooks, and people uh, just don't believe it. Coleman says there's a disconnect between what the president says and what the American people are feeling. He also says he's pretty sure last night's speech was the kickoff to the president's re-election campaign. The uh, 2024 presidential election campaign is certainly beginning. Well, now to state politics. Democrats in control of the Pennsylvania House now, thanks to the results of three special elections on Tuesday in the Pittsburgh area, Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald. I don't ever remember having three specials in one day. The people in these districts hasn't had representation for over a month. The election results won't bring an immediate end to the dysfunction in Harrisburg, though. The Pennsylvania House isn't expected to get back to work till later this month. Dan Mallison is a poli-sci professor at Penn State. It is a mess. And unfortunately, yeah, I don't think tonight's elections will clear up the mess immediately. It also won't mean that the House will suddenly start functioning tomorrow. For the first time in a dozen years, Democrats will control the PA House. Republicans still rule the roost in the Senate, though. Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn Thompson's working on reforms to help struggling dairy farmers. And what do those reforms entail? We need to be looking at uh, the federal milk marketing orders and how milk gets priced. That's something a lot of folks have avoided touching in the past. But if we don't do something, we're going to continue to lose dairy farms and dairy herds. And eventually we're going to wake up one morning and we're fine. We're dependent on another country uh, for food security. Congressman Thompson chairs the House Agriculture Committee. A grisly discovery in Warren County, PA. According to Erie News, state police doing a welfare check on a person found the remains of 13 animals in a residence in Southwest Township, where they say the resident was also in deplorable conditions, no heat or running water. The situation is being reviewed by the district attorney for possible charges. To New York, lawmakers want to lower the threshold for what it means to drive while intoxicated. They say it would save lives and reduce drunk driving crashes. Here's more from Family Life's Jeremy Miller. The proposal is to lower the blood alcohol content threshold from 0.08 to 0.05. Now, the first penalty for a DWI is a mandatory fine of as much as $2,500 and up to a year in jail, as well as a revoked driver's license. A second DWI can land a driver behind bars for up to four years. The new bill would not increase those penalties, but lawmakers hope it would deter risky behavior. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Thank you, Jeremy. Customer frustration was on display at a Rochester public hearing last night. I'm sick and I am tired with it. A parade of unhappy Rochester gas and electric customers came to the microphone at a state public service commission hearing in Rochester City Council Chambers, venting about less than happy encounters with the utility. Please look into it. Please get this fixed. Please do right by all customers. They don't deserve this. The Public Service Commission says it registered nearly 800 complaints against RG&E in January alone, most of them having to do with faulty billing and poor customer service. Another attempt to ban young children from playing tackle football in New York is in the legislative hopper in Albany. Downstate Assemblyman Michael Benedetto has, for the 10th straight year, proposed a state law that would limit tackle football for those 12 and younger. That is the time when damage to the brain you're most vulnerable and what we're trying to do is prevent children 
from having their heads banged. After nine previous attempts to get the ban into law, Benedetto's more optimistic for passage this year. The bill now has a sponsor in the Senate, State Senator Luis Sepulveda. Sticker shock at the grocery store. It's so bad now, the state of New York has actually put out a guide to help you save while you shop. That story from Family Life's Brandon Dixon. With inflation burning a hole through the wallets of consumers, the New York Department of Consumer Protection is providing tips on how to spend less at the supermarket. It recommends you buy in bulk and plan meals in advance to reduce food waste. Also, enroll if you can in reward programs that stores offer and look for coupons online. Find Finally, shop strategically by taking inventory of what you have at home before going to the store. Last year in New York, food prices rose 12% and are expected to go up another 3-4% to this year. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. A Lehigh Valley High School held a pep rally this morning celebrating an alum who plays in the Super Bowl come Sunday evening. Kaiser White's a linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Emmaus High School football coach Harold Faircloud told 69 News the NFL player still comes back to give motivational talks to his former high school team. And still being connected to the program is awesome for the kids to see. And, and it's always a reminder of like, man, like if I keep working hard and don't set limits on myself and, you know, if I'm able to handle adversity, anything's possible. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I'll look for number 43 on the Eagles when Philly plays Kansas City on Sunday evening. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks giving back nearly all of yesterday's gains and a big sell-off today. After the markets closed yesterday, food chain Chipotle reported disappointing earnings, and that caused their stock to drop 5%. Google showcased their new AI at an event, but prior to the event, a glitch caused their stock to sink 7%. Ongoing speeches from the Federal Reserve members took a hawkish tone about the extent and duration of interest rate hikes. After the bell, Disney and Robin Hood will report earnings today, and oil is continuing its climb, closing today at $78 a barrel. The Dow lost 207 points, the S&P 500 was off 46, and the Nasdaq was down 203. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm Rob West with another Faith and Finance Minute. Jesus makes it clear in Matthew 6 that we can't serve both God and money, but giving generously breaks the power money has over us and allows us to experience kingdom life more fully. Jesus tells us our hearts become more rooted and attached to where we've chosen to invest our material wealth. Investing in God's kingdom is the treasure principle. It's real and it's beautiful. It points the way to an amazing adventure with God. Holding money in an open hand and allowing God to use it is the only way to get free of the grip it has on us. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, Extreme Hoarders with Wings. Guess who? <laughs> I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast for tonight. Some evening starlight, but clouds increasing. Low temps, 20s and low 30s. Tomorrow, grab the umbrella. Rain is ahead, but hold on to it with two hands. Increasingly breezy, turning windy near Lake Erie, in fact. 
It'll turn warmer as well with cloudy skies and rain showers arriving. The warmth will take a while though reaching central New York and rain showers there could be mixed with sleet at the start. High temperatures 50s in far western New York but only 30s and low 40s in east parts of central New York. Then on Friday, it's a blustery day, cooler, with rain showers earlier than some snow or snow flurries, and temperatures falling from the 40s into the 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, even Nick's Extreme Pest Control Company wasn't quite ready for the extreme situation that awaited them in a California home recently. The homeowners called when mealworms started mysteriously emerging from a bedroom wall. But the root of the problem wasn't the worms, it was the woodpeckers. <laughs> Well, now that woodpecker. Nick Castro opened a small hole in the wall, outpoured 700 pounds of acorns. Unreal. This is crazy. Indeed. They were hoarded in there by acorn woodpeckers who had drilled hundreds of holes on the outside of the home to create their secret 20-foot high stash inside. Ever seen anything like that, Nick? Um, no. Definitely no. Eight garbage bags full of acorns and a whole lot of hole patching to do as well so no fun for the homeowners but perhaps worse if you think about it for the woodpeckers since their entire stash now spoiled and mixed with fiberglass insulation was a total loss maybe they can find themselves an abandoned fridge somewhere next season that's the world we live in for wednesday february 8th 2023 thank you again for joining us i'm mark webster family life news